This song is dedicated to every kid who ever got picked last in gym class. This is for you. For anyone that's ever had a sandwich stored in their helmet. Yo, this is for you. For anyone who was hot to trot and popped a squat. This is for you. For anyone who's ever annexed Puerto Rico. This is for you. For anyone who's ever had a crush on Devin Sawa. Everyone. Back when they were kids and the O'Shea boys wanted to play football on the water But tower. Kevin was the better one and said Danny should play with dolls So Danny had a daughter that he raised up like a man The Icebox Becky became the Icebox while her mom became a lesbian Little giants, little giants, gonna take on all the world. Little giants, little giants. Spike, Spike, don't play with girls. You wanna play me now, but I won't stop now. Cause I can't stop now. Get it? It's like little things, but it's little giants. Kill your gods podcast. We are back it's been a while since i've done a song so i phoned it in guys i'm really tired i just spent the day in asbury park with my wife my wife uh perry we had a great day it was a very good time we continue on we soldier on into 90s kids movie month i'm very excited for this episode because it's already recorded i can tell you it's a really really good one it's uh it's a soft one Ooh, my guest is comedian Jake Matera. Jake is the host of the Stand Up Guys podcast along with Eric Terrell on the Helium Comedy Network. In addition to Helium Comedy Network, he is releasing his first comedy album, his first stand-up album, a soft one. Go check that out soon. Jake Matera, M-A-T-T-E-R-A. I cannot say enough about him. He He's hysterical. He's really got a unique voice. I Cannot wait to hear this album, and I really think you guys need to check it out, too. He decided to pick out Little Giants, which is such a good movie. I, I get into it during the podcast. This was such a good movie that I honestly forgot Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill were in it. I only remembered the kids. But enough of my bullshitting. We're going to get right into it here. Um, my own personal plugs coming up. So... If you are listening to this, it is Monday, which means tomorrow is June 15th, and I will be at Helium Comedy... God, we're promoting Helium a lot. Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, 9th to 20th and Sansom Street in Center City. Come out and see me. I'll be participating in Philly's Funniest Round 1. Can I get through Round 1? Dear God, I hope so. Uh... After that, I'm, I'm looking through my schedule right now. I'm officiating two weddings in the next two months. I don't know how that happens. If you want me to marry you, uh, hit me up. At Jesse Dram on all the things. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, formerly of Parlor. Uh, Kill Your Gods on YouTube. This is an important video episode. I messed up a little bit last week. I hadn't realized the screen mirroring would not capture on Amazon Prime. That's fixed this week. It's all YouTube clips. So I highly suggest you go watch this episode on Facebook or YouTube because the clips really make you know more sense because yeah, it's a clip-heavy episode. Um, 
July, Saturday the 10th, I will be at Pop-In in Chalfont. That's going to be a great show. My buddy's Neil Wood. Neil's been on the podcast before, obviously. Andrew Thomas, some other people I don't remember right now. The day after, I will be making my New York City debut. I would have done it far sooner, but I'm agoraphobic, and I'm dreading it, kind of. That'll be July 11th, Sunday. New York City Broadway Comedy Club. Very much looking forward to that. On the 23rd, a show I'm running, Flying Fresh Brewery. It's going to be a monthly. We did one last month. Big success. We're doing it again. July 23rd, that's in Somerdale, New Jersey. July 29th, Pearly Bakers. That will be in Easton, Pennsylvania. And July 31st, in Trenton, a fundraiser show for Al Ann uh, Sober Club. And God, I think that is it. So, enough of my jaw jacking. Go check out Jake Matera on all the things. Download his album. We have two more episodes coming this month. And I think... We got a big, uh, we got a big interview coming up here. I may have been successful in getting someone in here. Who could it be? Who could it be? I don't know. You'll just have to wait and see. So for now, um, yeah, Kill Your Gods podcast with Jake Patera with Little Giants, and here we are, Kill Your Gods podcast, '90s kids movies month. Trucks on this week. We will be tackling Little Giants. Joining me. He's a very hilarious comedian. He's got an album coming out soon. I honestly can't wait to hear it. Jake Matera, how you doing? Jesse, thank you for having me, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Uh, before we get started, anything you got to plug? I know you got the album coming out. I know you have a podcast yourself. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I have an album coming out. It's coming out June 25th. Uh, it's called A Soft One. Um, it's a, You can pre-order it now on iTunes and Amazon, and I think it's everywhere on the 25th. So check it out and then i do a great podcast with um uh eric terrell called stand up guys which is pretty fun uh it's on the helium network um and we just you know we just talk about like you know what it's like to be like uh i don't know in social situations that are pretty awkward and like relationship mm-hmm. stuff it's pretty cool yeah all right yeah that's awesome i i already told you your your album cover i love so oh thank much. you dude <laughs> It's just, Thank now, you. Now hold on, I, I I couldn't pick out. Is it just like a, a a pile of stuffed animals, or are you in fact in a claw machine? <laughs> no, it's just a, a, unfortunately, it's just a pile. Okay, uh, so my, sorry my, about my, that. My, my my brain projected the claw machine onto yeah. it. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a reference to an '80s movie. Uh, do you know which '80s movie? I would imagine E.T. Yes, E.T. Okay, all right, mm. that was probably easy. I think you, you didn't you, yeah. you didn't have the hat and blonde wig on which i think that's true you'd look fetching in if oh, i say so myself <laughs> <laughs> all right so the movie we picked this week was little giants and that was actually your suggestion could you tell us uh, what exactly is your history with this movie what made you pick it out oh man i mean i think i just saw it so many times as a kid and when you had said kids movies you would I like half read the message and you're like, Oh, here's two, two movies. And I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Lady, uh, you said one of them, which I said, I, I, said, I, said, I said, ladybugs and little rascals, but I think mm-hmm. those are the two that were already claimed. And I was like, yes, that's great. You're like, no, <laughs> no. You're like, no, you got to pick one. I'm like, Oh, uh, like a, all right. Uh, ladybugs. You're like, you're not getting this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, little rascals. Or, or you're like, stop it. And then yeah. I chose uh, little giants. <laughs> 
anything with little little or lady in the title i try to choose Ooh, yeah like I, i'm trying to think of little well little monsters was one i considered oh, Te- technically 80s but i i don't really That's, care yeah yeah you're not a stickler no no um <laughs> one of the things i noticed watching this movie is that uh, hilariously, aside from Little Rascals, all the movies we're doing this month just happen to be kids' sports movies. This oh, is wow. the only one I can think of with a female protagonist. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, dying. Sorry, I just I, I I don't know what I just did there. Oh my god, I'm nervous. That, that, that's okay. I I have a weird muscle strain in my ribs that I'm convincing myself is I, lung cancer every I, day. <laughs> I think anytime you say female protagonist, I, I will start just coughing violently. <laughs> I, I apologize. That, that, that's okay. I, I understand you're uncomfortable with it. America was uncomfortable with it, but you know what? Uh, yeah. Thankfully, it's, due to... it's a great movie. It's like, and I mean, if you think about it, like every Disney movie, it's a, a female protagonist mm-hmm. too. Um, and that's kind of what I internally identify as. Um, I'm not trying to go there with this, but um, no, I think I just grew up around two sisters. Um, my older sister, uh, Michelle, um, you know, as we grew up, I turned like learned she was gay, mm. but um, you know, Icebox reminded me so much of my sister. Like, so like watching this was like a, a cool extension of that. This is like somebody else, a character I was already familiar with. You know what I mean? Um, not that Icebox is because, you know, the movie will dictate uh, otherwise. But, right. um, I mean, we never know, you know? Well, you know, it, it is. It, it, it's something I don't want to dive too deep into because it feels yeah. pseudo hack and pseudo offensive. But we are in a time where like what 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 would have once been considered like, oh, she was a tomboy obviously can have much larger implications now that we, you know, see gender in a more uh, magnified yeah. era where I would, that's why I would have loved to have Shauna Waldron on who played uh, Becky, the Icebox, just cause I would be curious, like, what would, what do you think would have been the future of this girl? You know, like, yeah. Oh man, that's a. Cause I, I gotta be honest. I, I had, so you said you had the older sister who turned out to be gay. I had, um, a cousin who was like very tomboyish into those sorts of things and it ended up transitioning many many years later so mm-hmm. i i guess that's part of the thing that makes it feel less like cartoony and hacky to me because i i've actually seen that happen in my own life so yeah yeah and i i mean uh the same thing on my on my wife's side somebody who i think me and my wife have been together since high school so like her little cousin was like a, a like um like a kid when I first met them and uh, yeah, they transitioned a couple years ago and yeah, it just seemed like, Oh yeah, this is the right, this is the thing. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I'm and like I, tiptoeing as much as I can right now. <laughs> see, you know what it is? I honestly think that's a, a, a greater implication in those older movies because it feels like the kind of scrappy, non-threatening boyish girl was very much an archetype of a lot of those movies. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I, I know with like Icebox and that whole situation, um, you know, like her character, you see her kind of like uh, in the movie, you know, f- find her first crush mm-hmm. uh, and like, you know, kind of uh, get nervous about that and like kind of like try to like throw it off because there's a point where she's like applying makeup and, uh, 
you know, before that, she's just, she's just so like internally torn as to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a cool, uh, it's, I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool movie. It really she, she flat out says like the, the ice box can't like a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Ice box don't like mm-hmm. boys. Yeah. Um, so real quick detail. Um, just to give an idea of how much the story of these kids made an impact on me. I completely forgot until I started watching. I forgot Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis were in this goddamn movie. Oh man. Yeah. Like they, they're the ones on the marquee, as a matter of fact. Like they're really the stars. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, I think that's that's still appropriate. Like, I mean, yeah, the the kids. I mean, the kids steal the show for mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, like to have that kind of like artillery behind it, like mm-hmm. was awesome. And like Rick Moranis is so great at playing like comical, yet punching bag, and also like human. You know what I mean? Like right. like. Like he did such an amazing job. Like, what rewatching it, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, and I know, like in in his real life, his wife had passed away and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I don't think it happened at the time of that movie. But just like seeing him play that role and like being that caring dad, it's like he's actually being a caring dad. Like he's not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she she might have been sick at that point. Um, I, I have to be honest. I I thought. Going into the movie, I thought that uh, the the mother, like you know, his wife Becky's mother, had passed away or something. But like, really grim for a kids' movie. They flat out say like, "Oh, she just fucking bounced." Yeah, <clears throat> she's in Cabo getting dicks in her face. Can I say that on the? But no, no, um, no, that's fine. It's it, 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 if we're starting <laughs> off with kill your gods, like you can you can yeah. push quite a bit from there. And um, I even love the fucking ooh how how much sharper than a serpent's tooth the the an ungrateful child when they're having the argument on the steps and he's like well we had to do it this way because your mom abandoned us like she didn't abandon us she just found a better team Mm. so this is what i want to get at here now did she just straight up and leave them or was icebox's mom uh Ooh. Not into men. Oh, and that's the other team. Jake, Jake. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my and god. It's. I mean, it explain. Like you know, like I. Uh, you know, I don't know how anything works, so I'm gonna really shoot myself in the foot here. <laughs> but I mean, like maybe that's where Ice Becky gets her traits from. Is her mom? It's very possible because well, but then, it, it, but there this are is, conflicting this, things. She gets called a little princess, you know. She mm-hmm. says, uh, "She said, mom treated me like a little princess." Yeah, it, but that princess could have been Xena. That's a warrior princess right there. What a Be- great princess! I had the, the biggest the crush on Xena. Ah, uh, how could you not, Lucy yeah. Lawless? But I did note that, like, so an immediate like parallel I think of because uh, I think Kevin. Ed O'Neill. I'm going to intersperse, by the way, back and forth. I'm going to go between Ed O'Neill and Kevin, and I'm probably just going to call Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis. But one of them gives him shit at one point, like, well, if if you raised her like a girl instead of a boy, maybe she wouldn't be like this. And there is the notion that, like, oh, yeah, you know, dripping with masculine patriarchy, Rick Moranis. Not exactly, because yeah. you think of, uh, usually when I think of that, like, oh, I raised her like a boy, I didn't know any better. You think of Marla Hooch in A League of Their Own. Yeah, yeah. Where the dad ran the gym. What a hitter. Mm-hmm, exactly. 
switch it up, honey. Left hand now. <laughs> Marla Hooch is one of the greatest fucking characters from the 90s, and she's in that movie for like five minutes total. Yeah. You know what? There was like a thing going around Twitter recently. It was like a list of character, uh, you know, show a picture of a character who made an impact in a movie in like 15 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Like she'd be the, yeah, she'd be the star of that. <laughs> she right. stole that whole movie. Absolutely. Um, so the film was inspired by a 1992 McDonald's Super Bowl commercial with like little kids playing football. According to the Baltimore Sun, uh, this movie was made by Amblin, which is Steven Spielberg's production company, same as E.T. Mm-hmm. After seeing the commercial during the Super Bowl, uh, Steven Spielberg contacted the agency and says, I want that commercial made into a movie. I want this to be my home alone. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so the director, this was only his second film ever that he directed. His name is Dwayne Dunham. His first movie was Homeward Bound. Great movie. Good movie, yeah. Uh, By the way, in like childhood sobbing movies, probably in my top four. There's a reason I haven't rewatched it forever. Because I don't want to experience that emotion again. Yeah, I mean, Shadow... Well, also looking at it realistically, like Shadow, Shadow would have died. He was an old dog. They tacked on a happy ending to keep the kids. But yeah, Shadow yeah. was too old to make that. Yeah. Um, oh, So yeah, so directed this movie, Homeward Bound. Before that, he was assistant editor on Empire Strikes Back, editor of Return of the Jedi, and editor wow. on Blue Velvet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So look, you know what? Now I can see it. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I can see it now. It makes sense. The, the yellow man just standing there makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Spike wow, that's don't, interesting. Spike don't play against girls. Meanwhile, five years earlier, daddy wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Yeah, I, I I love people with weird career trajectories like that. Like yeah, uh, that's cool. Like one of my one of my favorites is um, George Romero, the guy who made Night of the Living Dead. One of his financiers was Mister Rogers because he was from Pittsburgh and he'd like worked on Mister Rogers' show with him before. That's so cool. Yeah. That well, you know what? Uh, you know stories like that. That's uh, I mean, you just said the title Home Alone, Christopher Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. He he uh, directed. Was that the same Christopher Columbus that uh, directed? Uh, or or did did John Hughes direct that movie? I know John Hughes wrote it. I thought. Wait, I, I think I think Christopher Columbus did do Home Alone, but what what movie did he do before that? But prior to that, I believe that's the same Christopher Columbus that did porn. That would be really. Or is awesome. there another Christopher? I I could be confusing that with a Harry Potter director with the same name, and I don't know if it's the same Christopher. Columbus. No, that 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 was the the he did do Harry Potter. Okay, then it's, yeah, it's that guy. Okay, so before, all right. So he directed Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Before that, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, The Goonies. He wrote Gremlins. Wait, wait, no, no, he, wait. He, he, he wrote Goonies. Okay. So he wrote Goonies, Gremlins, and Reckless. Um, God damn it, I would love, oh, Did okay. I just make the porn thing up? I, I heard that. I, I heard that. Uh, he, <laughs> they said he did a movie here called Reckless that was a uh, clumsy teen sex drama. So maybe it was like softcore. Okay. I don't know. 
Oh, it, it's it's definitely not. Daryl Daryl Hannah was the star in it. So unless she did that, gotcha. so okay, yeah, no. Hmm. All right, forget that. Somebody told me that one time, and I I believed it for 15 years. That's <laughs> uh, okay. These these yeah. kind of things happen. Um, okay, so the movie itself, uh, I feel like Ed O'Neill is playing a version of Al Bundy that just hasn't given up on life yet. Yeah, that's Al Bundy. If he like kind of hit, like got his dreams, right? Because the whole whole thing, uh, uh, this movie, this kid, this kid, this guy, he won two high school titles, two national titles. God damn it! I know I have it fucking written down here. All American, all American, and a Heisman, Heisman trophy. Heisman trophy. Yeah. And of yeah. course, the big thing with Al Bundy as somebody who had faded glory is he once scored four touchdowns in a single high school football game and uh, yeah. has been riding on that ever since. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? In retrospect, I could almost see this movie, if, if he was Al Bundy in both movies, I could see this being his first marriage. And then when shit goes downhill, when he loses the dealership to Rick Moranis, his wife leaves him and he yeah. ends up with Peg. That makes sense. To That's me. that makes sense. Wow. We've been watching a Married with Children prequel this whole time. This whole time, <laughs> and you know, the, the, here's what confused me too: is he won the Heisman Trophy? Mm-hmm. He he wasn't drafted. Yeah, there is no mention of professional experience. I don't. I do not know. Why. And you're like, okay, well, that's weird. They don't mention any professional career. And then they, it's like maybe they can't get it because of the NFL. And you're like, nope. There's the Cowboys logo. The Cowboys and, and the Giants. And then there's actual NFL stars and John Madden in the movie. I'd really like to look into that. I, I'm very curious how that happened. Like, what happened? Did he blow his knee out? Maybe. Again, they should have put some detail there. But yeah. All right, so we see them as little kids. Uh, little Ed and Rick as children go to play football. Nobody picks Rick. A little girl feels bad for him. The way this little girl gets paid off in the movie is so strange. Because, like, we see her. Then she doesn't show up till halfway through the movie where she's Junior's mom. And then she's at the football game. And those are, like, our three encounters with her. Yeah, they paid for one day on set. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Rick doesn't get picked for the team. And Kevin O'Shea tells him to look at the water tower back there. And I assure him one day, this will say home of the O'Shea brothers, which of course it does not. We see it morph and it says home of football's Kevin O'Shea. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Great. Football is great. Kevin O'Shea. Uh, So this is my first question. Jake, can you think of any childhood promises to friends that you never fulfilled? Oh man. Uh, No, no, I, I, I've, I keep all my promises. I am <laughs> Jake Matera, man of his word. I'm a man of my word. Uh, <clears throat> but I would say like, by the time I hit the high school and, you mm-hmm. know, like, Oh, we're going to be friends forever. That's when the lies started rolling in. Oh yeah. No, no. And See, then running I'm... into somebody at Wawa, I'm like, Oh, we should, we should catch up. And then you never like even attempt it. No, that's kind of where the lie. Yeah. Like I felt that was kind of taken away from me. I had I had a very close friend through like middle school and the beginning of high school, and we were both really into metal. And he played bass, I played guitar. We had a band together, and it nice. was all like, as soon as we can, as soon as we're old enough, we're gonna move to the city and we're gonna get an apartment and we're gonna be fucking rock stars. And then what happened was he met the girl that he is still with today at like sixteen, and he's like, Yeah, hey, remember all that ambition I had? 
Turns out I just needed sex. Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I uh, I followed a similar suit. It's just uh, I I I got I got the girl at sixteen, and then the ambition stayed. I kind of you know I just like hey, nothing is enough. <laughs> Clearly, look at me. Um, there you go. Ambitious yeah. forever. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Okay, so I have my first of, uh, I think I have roughly 10 clips overall here, but nice. I wanted to look at, uh, the, the audio on this one is bad. I don't know why people do this. This is somebody literally just like holding their camera up to the television set. But Dude, I new... used to do that as a kid all the time. I used to... You used we to had a videotape. We, we used to have um, a Polaroid camera. Uh-huh. Like remember those ones you would take the picture in and you'd have to wave it. Yes. All that kind of stuff and let it dry. I had one of those that I like got from my sister when she was done with it. My older sister. And I took that and I would just like watch young guns too. <laughs> and like whenever Emilio Estevez was on the screen, I would just like hold up and take a picture of Emilio Estevez. Uh, ooh, him, and, him and Lou Diamond Phillips are really pulling yeah. it off here. I was like, hey, that's that guy is also La Bamba. That blew, <laughs> that blew my mind years later when I realized that. But yeah. Oh, God. That's funny. Yeah, weird little kid shit like that. I don't know why. I, was, I do remember at least once I asked my mom if she would like take my picture with me sitting next to the TV with Ren and Stimpy like paused on it. Yeah, dude. It's definitely, yeah. My kid takes my phone all the time and we'll just start taking pictures of like whatever the hell he's watching. Like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or like this thing called like uh, Oddbots. Like he just always will put it on the TV and then he just like takes my phone and just like goes up to it like an old man <laughs> and takes pictures. It's so funny. I have like 50 of them on my phone. I'm, I'm terrified how these children are going to turn out having <laughs> this. Like they're going to they're going to be hacking ATM machines at like nine. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they cut in pops, that's the important thing here. <laughs> so, all right, let's watch a little bit of this clip here. We're going to see our first shot of Becky. And I know the kid's name is Rudy, but I just got to call him Fat Kid because that's... I wanted to hit, to get him on so much because as somebody who was like very... If, if you're listening, I mean, yeah. Jake is, is a bigger guy and you know that I'm not really thin myself. And as a particularly husky like kid and teenager... I always wondered how these kids dealt with that in movies where it's like, oh, yeah, I got to be in a movie and they're going to make food jokes about me every five seconds. Yeah. That's like every laugh. Yeah. Right, I, you so- know, the, but at the same time, I didn't look at him as like a fool. I looked at him as a as a genius because the scene you're about to play, I believe, is a scene where <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, he's dead. And then they take the helmet off. And I'm like, that is amazing. That that so smart and everyone else is like oh my god that's gross i'm like are you kidding mm-hmm. you guys right, well, are gonna have to yeah okay go ahead let, let, let's take a watch real quick here so yeah the kid has just taken a hit he's flat on his back we see becky So he's got a little bit of blood on his forehead. Nope. (laughs) 
had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in there, which honestly, extra cushioning could be concussion related. Yeah. C T E P B and J. <laughs> oh god. So we meet some of the other kids here. One of them is uh Hanan, this uh, adorable young boy who just can't catch, but he's already showing some not great psychological things, like when he can't catch here and he has a conversation with his hands, which he will have several times throughout yeah. the film. Jesse. Yo. Sorry. Is that breathing on the on the YouTube video? Yes, this the, <laughs> the guy in the YouTube video, I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope he's asthmatic and uh I I don't know. Dear he's god. Like, I thought that so we were watching this and I thought it was me. And I'm like Jesus, Jake. I'm like get it together. Come on. I'm like holding my breath and I'm like no, I still hear it. And I'm like is it Jesse? And I look at you and your mouth's like fully closed. And I'm like, that's a mouth breather. And then I realized like, yeah, like you said, he's filming the TV. You were just listening. Dude, this is the funniest uh, <laughs> setup because it's just, you just hear the guy breathing. Sorry. I don't mean to ruin it for anybody uh, listening to the podcast. No, uh, that's fine. Guys, if you're listening, well, you know what happened? I actually fucked up last week. I was trying to, uh, I was trying to actually screen mirror on like some Amazon Prime shit. So what happened was my guests could not see the video at all and the video, they could not see it. So this week, this is, will be a video heavy episode. I tested it. You'll be able to see all of this. So cool, cool. definitely worth it to go on YouTube or Facebook and watch the video episode. Now is the audio uh, shared? Um, uh, what do you call it? When you should, because you share the screen, the audio shared, right? Cause yeah. on my side, the volume is really low. It, it, this guy breathing oh, it, it is low it'll be better on the other ones but cool, like cool. It, just to, just to prevent me having to go back and edit all of it like yeah. i try to keep the volume a little bit low here we i will turn this up because this is a dialogue thing but uh we do hear the boys bullying becky a little bit with some uh you know some <laughs> some real girl insult type kind yeah. of stuff It's a great line. Oh yeah. You look like a boy. You play like a boy. You keep standing up. She's hot to trot. Still got a squat. Hot to trot. Still. Still got a squat. Got a squat. Damn. That kid. That kid is clever. Although I don't know. There's a weird. I remember just being a little boy, just being like confused. Like I understand they don't have what I have, but like, how does any of that work? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem when you have adult writers <laughs> saying, yeah. saying, hey, child, say this. <laughs> but there's definitely some adult writers in here, but you get some <clears throat> great gags. Like there is one. Oh, my God. The, so the, many. The, 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 the kid. Uh, oh, yeah. When they don't make the team and the kid's like, that, that's the end of my professional career. I guess I'll have to be a senator. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hot hand Tannen says that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so Coach Kevin also insults the big kid as a wimp for hiding puffy instead of crunchy cheese curls. Yeah. Jake, puffy or crunchy, man? Oh, uh, well, I mean, because of the movie, I'm going crunchy. I'm going crunchy. I didn't I didn't need to be shamed into that, but <clears throat> I don't yeah. at least I don't think so. Maybe my dad shamed me for it a long, long time ago. So here's the thing. If, if it's Cheetos, it's definitely crunchy. If it's Jack's, 
the you know jacks those mm. uh it's like regional uh those are puffy and those are delicious i i feel like i like the puffy more if they're the balls and not like the curls gotcha okay yeah no i i'm a i'm a curls guy myself mm. big old curls guy <laughs> good man good man um oh yeah so the kid have hanan hot hands hanan uh, he blows snot onto the bully, which is like really kind of egregious. Yeah. Um, so we're going to meet some of the kids here. We meet Tad the Wimp, who can barely run. Uh, Ed O'Neill times him and quips, what is this, a telethon? Referencing the cerebral palsy telethon with... Uh... Amazing, by the way. Yeah. It was really punched up amazing, like so well. There are, again, there's really good writing. The gags in this movie are pretty good. I feel like they get a little bit like, okay, that was a little cheesy, particularly when you get to the game itself. Like, uh, oh, let's have the weird kid, like, you know, retract his neck like a turtle so we can Dude, decapitate him on the it's the funniest thing. That's the, the funniest scene in the movie. I, I, pers- I, mean- I, I think that kid is the best part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. His character happens to be named Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, so that's I'm right. a little, I'm not biased. Um, but yeah, he goes, I'm going to rip your head off. Mm-hmm. And he slowly starts sinking it down <laughs> in the pet. And like, you're laughing because you're like, oh, he doesn't want to get his head ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking that's it. And then the play happens and the dude takes his helmet off. Like, uh, like he just like, you know what I mean? In the, in the, the, the play. Uh, you know what? That, that, that's not till like the end of the movie, but yeah. I do have that clip queued up. So let's, let's just watch that clip. Cause it's yeah, sorry, definitely yeah. worth it's, it. Oh my God. That's okay. We, we play it's a fast, one, I fast do, movies. I, I rewound it like two times, like in addition to the first original time watching it, just mm-hmm. to see this again. I, I think the benefit is the kid has a great yelling voice and yeah. they have him yell several times in this, uh, yeah, all right, let's, let's just give us a watch. Get ready, dog breath, because when I get finished with you, you're going to be farting out of your mouth and talking out of your butt. Not that one, that, although that oh, that's is all, that's also a very good incredible shot. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to rip your head off. going to rip your head off. <laughs> Can you just see him? Like, he's just quiet about it? Just starts wriggling. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh my god! Great visual, great great visual. So funny, dude. As a referee, though, you would probably blow the whistle the moment some kids. Yeah, you see some kid take off the other kid's helmet, and there's no head. (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) roughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, so of course the the nerd and Hanan and Icebox. And uh, the big kid don't get picked for the team. And the chubby kid, Rudy, is so ashamed. He lowers his head and begins leaking Reese's pieces, which is a great shot. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put together Amblin Entertainment. That's why he has the Reese's pieces, because Mm -hmm. it's it's E.T. Yeah, now, yeah, it all makes sense now. I get it. Major, major plot hole filled. Um, so Rick Moranis confronts Kevin, who defends himself, saying he's only picking winners. Becky's a lot better than the boys, but she's a girl. Says if Danny raised her like a girl, maybe she'd act like a girl. To let those kids on the team would be cruel and get up their hopes. Um, you know what? How, how do you think you're going to approach this as a father? Are you going to be the type that supports them as much in whatever they want? 
or are you also going to be the one that like pulls back a little like I always did performance stuff I only found out in the last few years my mom always said like I wanted to pull you out of those things because I was I was mortified watching you just because like all I could think is like if he fucks up he's never going to recover from this and everyone's going to bully him oh my god that's a that sounds like you have loving parents we have a well no we have a lot of anxiety in our family like there's there's love there's love and mental illness like like any stable household yeah yeah um no my parents um were pretty chill they were just like go for it you know whatever Mm. yeah you want to jump on that trampoline yeah go ahead do a backflip that's cool (laughs) like that's totally fine um i will say though like in that scene like so you watch the beginning they're they're kids right and then Mm. you see this scene play out it was like strike one, two, and three right there for me for Ed O'Neill's character. Like there's, there was no, um, no way that what's the, uh, like redemption for his character for me, because he was a total asshole as a kid to his brother, like a monster. Like he was just such a like the kid character was so such a dick to him, right? He didn't strike me as that monstrous, honestly. He 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 struck me as like. The older brother, like, ah, well, what are you gonna do, little guy? Yeah, but I mean, like, then he, like, when he, when his brother doesn't get picked, and he's just like, ball, Kevin, or ball, Danny, oh, yeah. and he's just which, like, which seriously, if, if he's chomping that, on his gum, if he's that bad, then like, throw him on the other team, and then like, you know, they'll they'll have yeah. a num- they'll have a numbers advantage, and it does it evens out because he's not great. Yeah, and like, so there was a, like that, just like the, you know. I just don't understand how. I mean, I I was the only boy in my family, so like, I don't know. I didn't have an older brother to like just disregard me like that, so that bugged me. Um, and then like, yeah, even as an adult, the way he treats his kid in that scene, like you know, his his brother's kid in that scene, like, if you know you're not going to let her, if you're not going to pick her for the team beforehand, mm-hmm. why let her try out? That that is a good point, especially since the movie goes out of its way to make the point that him and Icebox do not have a bad relationship. Like they seem to get along. She, I mean, when she has an issue with like girly stuff, she immediately goes to his wife. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then immediately when you see the wife in the with the video camera and stuff in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, immediately all I wanted Rick Moranis' character to do was just hook up with his wife. There you go. <laughs> you know, that's how you get it back, Rick. Yep. Well, you won the game, little brother. Like I won more than that. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to move in with that whore Peggy you've been saying because <laughs> I'm the dad now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, dude, I feel like Rick Moranis' character because, like, at first rewatching it, I was like, oh, is that the girl? Like from the beginning. Yeah, I had that too because so they don't, yeah, they don't show I mean, much. It's just a blonde girl that's there for a second. Like he talks all these women and like Rick Moranis, and he's like a ladies' man in this movie too, kind of mm-hmm. like, like you know, like it's a low key ladies' man, but he's just like, yeah, whatever. And then you see like the women look at him smiling, and like you're like, mm-hmm. I think she's into him. Yeah, it's like well, he's he's such a good father, and they all feel bad for him because his wife changed teams. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, and- yeah moved to san francisco um <laughs> oh here's the thing i cannot figure out where this movie is set oh wait wait Ur- no, no no i actually got con- i got confused with ladybugs my bad okay ladybugs i could not figure out where it was but uh 
yeah. Anyway, I fucked that up. Um, we see Kevin's family eating dinner. Again, great little writing here. The little girl is saying grace. When she says grace, she thanks God for the following things. Friends, flowers, Nickelodeon, Pez, Mr. Lorenzo, the Harry High School janitor, uh, leading Ed O'Neill to chime in. He's an unfortunate man, Priscilla. And football. So Kevin's wife gives him some shit for not picking his own niece. His daughters agree that Becky rules. She makes boys cry. So kind of like white male tears getting a head start on that. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would like to, mm, I really would like to ask some, like uh, some of the female comics in like our age group and see if any of them, because we have a lot of like very hard feminist associates amongst us. And I wonder if any of them like got anything from Becky. Like is, is she thought of in that way for some people? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, it, she, she again, she was for me. <laughs> <laughs> she, so, was a, she, she was a feminist icon to all the boys that watched yeah, that movie. She really was. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it, like even back then, it started that conversation for me at a, at a while I was a child. Like, you know, why can't women play sports like with like the boys or mm. i mean girls and boys not women right. and boys but and you have to keep in mind that we're children ourselves at the time we're like the girls are kind of bigger than us you know yeah dude yeah they they were kind of so, intimidating <laughs> i'm telling you i mean most of the girls that i went to grade school with could beat up about 90 percent of the boys the only real bully I ever had was a girl that was in third grade when I was in second grade, and I was terrified of her. <clears throat> she was coming after you? Oh yeah, no, she was very. Ugh. What what, were, what was she? What would she say to you? What scarred you? Uh, she, she. I know she called me a fat, ugly little fuck a few times. In third grade, she called you that. I, I lived in a lower working class town. As it's, did I. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty rough. But uh, Man. Oh, wait. I'm remembering the other bully. Uh, you know how there's like your bully and then there's uh-huh. the kid who's a sociopath. So it's just whoever gets in his path, but he's not your bully. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those <clears throat> are the two. Those are the two different ones. That That other one I remember was literally a kid like, Hey, we're the last two on the playground. We should fight. Like, wait, what? And then by the time you know what's happening, you know, you've gotten your eyes poked. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I had an issue, like, and I've told the story before, but like, I think it was in like sixth grade. Um, <clears throat> there was this kid who was like scared to walk home. And I was like, yeah, it's fine, dude. I'll walk. I'll like walk with you to like a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was like, yeah, it's fine. I took karate. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, we go outside. Not, not not to brag, I got I got my yellow belt. Got a strike. Uh, yeah, in Tang Sudo, I had my Cho Dan bow at that point, which was the belt before black, and then we stopped Ooh. going. Um, <laughs> no big deal. I could kick probably someone's head uh, at that time. Nice. Not now. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm walking them out, and like we get like maybe like thirty yards outside of like the one exit, the side exit of the school, mm-hmm. and here comes this kid. And his like three friends walking towards him. And he's like, he says something to the kid. And he, and I look over at him, his head's down, he's shaking. And I'm not trying to fight. I'm just trying. And I, I literally say, like, uh, like, uh, like, hey, man, why don't we, do, you know, why don't we just relax or something like something like that? Like, mm-hmm. or why don't you talk to me? 
And like before I can even finish the sentence, I got sucker punched in the eye and just started sobbing. Like I was like, oh my God. Because like, <laughs> this kid had like <clears throat> he'd been held back like two years. Mm. So we were in we were in fifth grade. He should have been in seventh. Uh and oh god, so, so you, you got you got like sucker punched with a hairy knuckle. A uh, hairy dude, yeah, I got, I got haymakered and I'm just like, oh my god. And I look up and all like all three of them are laughing. And I noticed the fourth person laughing. It's the kid I walked with. <laughs> um, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a trap. He did it out of survival. He did it mm. as in like, oh, there's that like, you know. It's not me. And like, he was like safe now, Oh God. you know? And then I'm just like holding my face like, oh, and like, yeah, that was the, uh, that was great. Really. Wow. That fun is memory. brutal. What? I definitely don't think about that. The moment I wake up every morning and <laughs> every you, night before I go to bed. Do you remember, uh, did you have any, like, do you know what happened to that kid? Like what became no, of his life? No, I don't. I mean, I know he like was going like, Again, we were, I was from a lower, and like I, I grew up in a refinery town. Okay. So, like, uh, like it was just like a lot of drugs, a lot of drop, dropping out. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he dropped out and like I lost, like, I don't know what the hell happened to him. Um, so <laughs> it would be the, great if you had him on the call right now. <laughs> well, well, here he is, Danny Malone. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, the kid that sucker punched me, the one that was kind of a sociopath. He died the first day of senior year. No, the day before the first day of senior year, him and another guy were like huffing something like some like desk cleaner by the Creek. And he had a fucking seizure and died. Oh my God. Yeah. And now, and now my best friend from middle school has a dog that he named after him. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's all friends with him. I'm honestly not entirely sure what the connection is even if you're friends with him it's very weird to just name your dog like kid that died flopping on the banks of the creek like you full know? name <clears throat> excuse me full name or was it like uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just say it. yeah rob divine the dog's name is rob divine wow wow and to bring things to bring things full circle a friend of his ended up impregnating my cousin years later so i my cousin's son who was basically my nephew his middle name is rob after rob divine Wow. Yeah. That's was he the uh like you said he passed away your senior year. Yeah. Was he like your first death of a like a student in your upbringing that uh, you can remember? Actually no. No. Yeah. Um oh this would be perfect for like if we were talking about my girl. Um so yeah. our first one there was a kid on our baseball team who had leukemia who died at like 11 or 12 but uh, Okay. But dude, that high school year, we had three big deaths and one of them or early in the school year too. Uh, probably the first death that really, really fucked me up. My, my ex-girlfriend that I was so really close with had a brain aneurysm and died on my 18th birthday. Dude. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That's, and to, to give an idea of just how fucking strange the years are this year coming up, it'll be it'll be, oh, she's been gone longer than she was ever here. Like. Wow. Se- dude, se- you, just put, se- yeah, you put a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. That's <clears throat> so the first death we ever uh, experienced um, was in fifth grade. 
it was like right as the school year was starting. So I didn't know this kid. Um, but what happened was he drove, he was driving a go-kart on the street mm. and ran into uh, a trailer hitch. And like, I feel like I've heard versions of this story, but it's never been from somebody who like actually knew them. Yeah, no, but I mean, I could, sh- I, I saved the obituary. Like I, like I have the obituary and I mm. later became friends with his cousins. Um, so it's, it was like a real, uh, it was a real thing. It wasn't like an urban legend. Um, but that was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And then in sixth grade, the girl who sat next to me in homeroom, um, left to have children. Oh yeah. Um, in sixth grade, uh, she was held God, back so a year. Fucking young. Yeah, and then she had her second kid by eighth grade. Um, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. See, dude, crazy with that. There's a there's a girl uh, that I'm still friends with. She was actually one one of my firsts that I was ever with. But like right after me, she got pregnant at 15, and then she got pregnant again at 17, and then. So two two kids, two different dads, and then she was just like living her life. Her daughter is as old now as when I met her, and she wow. ju- and she just had another baby. So to have like kids that to have yeah. kids while you're in high school, and yeah. then when that kid is in high school, you're having another kid. Like that is built in babysitter, man. Yes, yeah. oh. it's a way to do it. <laughs> Long term uh, planning there. Yeah, uh, I, I will say the uh, the girl who sat next to me. Like she's doing, she's doing great now. I mean, like, as far as I know, I think we're Facebook friends, but like, you know, well, like her family's all together and um, it's, yeah, it's nice seeing pictures of them. That's cool. I'm like really like low energy and chill right now. And I apologize. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Life is good. (laughs) No, that's fine. We're being chill. Have a good time. Um, So real quick, back to the dinner scene. Uh, so yeah. when his wife is giving him shit saying, you know, Kevin, girls can do anything too. Kevin decides to compromise and put together cheerleaders and Becky can be on that team. So we see, uh, uh, again, a lot of notes, but this is all stuff that comes out at the end. We see the losers hanging out with a nerdy science kid. Yeah. Um, the kids who got on the team show up to bully them. There's actually a great '90s knot involved. Like, oh, we would we just wanted to come and say, "Great job out there, knot." Mm. The best kind of knot. See, okay, uh, we need to do that nowadays. Like, all right, well, hold on, huh? Let, 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 let's think about this. If if we're talking great jokes, layman jokes by decade, the '90s had knot. I think the 2000s have. Uh, that's what she said. Yeah. What would the 2010s have been? I'm trying to think of what the 80s or the 2010s would have been. I feel like the 80s, we just had so many like catchphrases that stood in there. Like, uh, you know, where's the beef? I can't really think of a Yeah, where's the beef would probably be one. Mm -hmm. Just like like a catch-all comeback. I think we had so many in the 2000s. We had, is that your like final answer? In the last year or two, like 2019, 2018, maybe, I feel like Bye Felicia became one. Bye Felicia came out there. We had a generational one. Okay, boomer. Simple. Yeah. I actually just, I, I, I work for a fucking like insurance technology company, and I actually 
just wrote an article on uh, how how older generations don't really want to keep up with the technology and how can your business capitalize on that? And the title of it is OK Boomer, Generational Changes in Technology. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got to squeeze it in there. Nice. Um, so if, uh, if I could think of that, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, so Becky sh- shows up in a go-kart. Ugh, foreshadowing. And chases the kids away on their bikes. She pushes two into a creek and runs another off the road. And all I could think is if this happened in the Mother's Day, she would no doubt be expelled and charged with assault for all of this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she did headlock the kid, too, at the tryout. So that's she's been uh, showing violent tendencies this whole yeah. time. Yeah, we've noticed Becky is having some anger issues. Um, has, her, has her mother and her mother's partner seen her recently <laughs> at all? yeah and also um just from a realism standpoint like i don't know much about go-karts but i know that driving that go-kart through a little creek oh yeah destroy the engine and it would stop running in the middle of that thing yeah absolutely didn't uh, yeah don't don't they have spark plugs in that like at least one yeah yeah once that's wet that's done yeah that's yeah that's it was yeah, I got I got one more of those two coming up. I'm excited to share with you. Just I call I call BS on. Okay. Um, so Becky took her dad's consoling. I'd pick you if I had a football team to heart because she tells the bullies they're going to start their own team and whoop their butts. Uh, Kevin owns a car dealership because of course he does. So all right, so we get to the main stakes at the diner. The mayor tells Kevin there's a problem that the kids want to do a second football team. And they can only have one. This is, again, a detail I missed about the movie. I thought there's only one game of football in this movie because what's going to happen is these kids are going to compete and whichever team wins is going to represent the town. So it's literally like winner take all for this one. Yeah. So we see some of the other kids that get picked. Fuck, I clicked out of my notes. Uh, It's fine. I can riff on this for a second. Also, when they set that up, <clears throat> uh, so she walks, uh, he says there's two teams. Mm-hmm. Ed O'Neill gets up and he walks over to Rick Moranis, who happens to be sitting at the end of the bar, and Icebox is there. And she goes, Oh, Dad, by the way, we started a team. Thank you. We want you to coach by. And she runs out of the diner. And Rick Moranis is like, I'm just hearing about this as he's getting yelled at. And dude, that was the part I loved because he just like, he was like, You know what? Fuck it. Like, yeah, I am starting a football team. You suck as a brother. Mm-hmm. let's do this we're gonna have fine and then like, like i don't know when should we do this and the old guys are like two weeks from now <clears throat> and in my head it's like they train for months you know what i mean this was like rocky four style training and no it was a two-week period before the yeah. game that's <laughs> it two weeks I, also, I, I love that the old men are just kind of meddling in the background. The men are old men are making bets, which honestly yeah. is, is like cute. But all I can think is like, if they're going in for this low stakes gambling, like these are guys who have lost their houses and this is the only action they can get in on. Yeah. Anymore. They're very one dimensional old men. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it, like they helped like, you know, uh, push the, you know, the stakes up a little bit, but um, yeah. Like, uh, so just two little uh, uh, logistical things. I know it's a movie. I'll leave it alone. Um, so the team forms right then, and in two weeks uh, is when they're going to play. Okay, Becky doesn't even have a full team yet. Yeah. And somehow, miraculously, before uh, the game, they get their jerseys. 
Oh yeah. There's no way they're getting a team's jerseys within two weeks when they didn't even have a team like two weeks out. Yeah. Cause that's Saturday, Sunday. That's like a rush order. The rush order fee would have been way more than what the jerseys were even worth. <laughs> and they wouldn't have done it. And also, you don't know, maybe, maybe Kevin has some other enemies around town. Maybe. maybe <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the silk screening business also, you know, didn't get picked. And I played, I played football in middle school. Uh, we were seven and no, no big deal. Um, <laughs> I played back. the one year and then I was like, oh, I'm done for the second, uh, for senior year. Um, I wanted to go out on a high note. That's what it was. Uh, but I just like the other thing that drove me crazy rewatching this was um, when all those kids got selected, they got n- brand new helmets in the, in the boxes. Mm-hmm. Like what Wee team is, is yeah. providing this gear. You know you're, I mean? you're wearing the same helmet. Your dad probably wore you towny fuck. Like yes. that's how this yeah. works in Urbania for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get a quick thing. We see the other kids they're going to get. Uh, they see an Asian kid that's great at kick, kickball. He's in. Um, nerdy boy is playing chess as Rick Moranis convinces him to become assistant coach. A rando kid in a cowboy hat doesn't even want to play. He's on the team. We get a kid who will have his own arc, who I refer to as neglected kid. Because oh, his dad, no matter where this kid is, his dad is always like just walking out of the room on the way to yeah. somewhere else. And he always, the kid always like nailed the looking depressed look. Oh yeah. Like you could tell like this, like this kid probably tried out for Devin Sawa's part or whoever, but Mm -hmm. he, he just had such a good pathetic face that they wrote the character around him. Hey Jesse, you want to know a fun fact? What's a fun fact? That uh, actor uh, committed suicide a couple years ago. That is fun. Wow. No, it's terrible. Uh, But I mean, when I saw it, I was like, this is a little much that he's just sad. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was going, like, like I said, when we were doing this, I was like, I'm going to, like, check up on all these kids. And somebody <laughs> wrote, like, oh, I miss you so-and-so, man. The five months we spent filming Little Giants, like, you know, oh, wow. like, he was such a great person and, like, always, like, you know, we always had fun. And I'm like, who's this person? I search it. I'm like, no, not not this, not the sad kid. Oh, come on! Like, because then, like you know, like that may have changed. You're talking about the fat kid in the movie, then being bullied and being fat, and mm-hmm. and you referred to him as the neglected kid. Um, like that could have changed his trajectory. I God, I hope not. Yeah, and, um, God, and that's also one of the one of the more like heart wrenching scenes in the movie because at the end, yeah. his dad shows up at the game and the kid scores a touchdown. He he's just running to his father. Happens to have yeah, a football with he, him. He doesn't care about football at all. He's just getting the hug, which is like and yeah, brings watching it. Ooh, as a dad, oh man. Oh god, dude. I after having my own issues with my dad and losing my dad young, like I I can't watch Big Fish. I I can't watch oh, movies dude, like that. I have, when I, I have my own that. kids, it's gonna be a nightmare. I have not watched. I used to I used to love Big Fish. And I probably haven't seen it in about like seven or eight years. And if I watched it now, man, I would, I mean, I cried originally watching it. I'd probably just be ridiculous now. Oh God. So I, this has been on my mind. Uh, you're, you're familiar with the uh, actor comedian, Michael Ian Black. Yes. Love Michael Ian Black. Go. I, I was way too young watching the state and I fell in love with them early. Nice. Um, 
I, I was reading a book he wrote, which is a lot about his marriage and uh, fatherhood. And he has a whole chapter on how his wife got pregnant and he was feeling really ambivalent about the whole thing. And he was in the car, like on the way from somewhere while his wife was pregnant, it was just him. And Creed's with arms wide open came on the radio and just reduced him to like a blubbering mess for like the rest of the day. That's, dude, there's, there, yeah, there are things that'll get you. <laughs> like uh, Cat Stevens' uh, father and son. Oh, oh well, my I, God. I mean, Cats in the Cradle already kills me. And I'm, yeah. I'm, that, that, that's what's crazy. These songs kill me. I'm still the kid in these songs. Yeah. When that Dude, flops. It, and yeah, when when that when that shifts, when that flip switches, and then you, all of a sudden you're the dad, like you still feel like a kid. Yeah. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I'm the I'm the dad now. This is so weird. And uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, so the other kid arrives, Jake. I I yes. really wish I couldn't find a clip of this. So. Either he's really sickly or his mom is munchausening him because they're she she flat out says like he was he was 1.11 ounces at birth. He's extremely fragile. I was on my back for nine months, nine months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Despite being so paranoid about his health, she wants him to play football. Like, yeah, the, the doctor says he needs to get some air like, oh, let's just put him out here to get murdered. And what and what did Jake say in that scene? He goes. My shrink told her I should get out more. <laughs> that was his only line in the scene. Uh, and it was oh. just so funny. We also get that. This is the other reason I wanted the video. We get the horrible 90s CGI snot bubble. Oh, he gets one of the kids pop. I didn't realize how CGI. It's it's really bad if you take a close oh, look. Man. Yeah, uh, you do. Like, that is one of the best intros in the movie uh, to a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the And it's just like. It's so fun because it's like the reflection of like the mom of like who she is versus who he is. Like the kid's pretty carefree mm-hmm. for like the mom being so neurotic. Oh, yeah, the kid's pretty chill. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't have the same worries. And then moments before that is like you're realistic where like he dumps out all, all used equipment mm-hmm. and then the kid puts a cup on his face. Class. First time I ever. That was the first time I ever saw that done. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Genius. So yeah. we got a little clip here because before the team, we we, we got a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, you know, slobs versus snobs. But uh, we, we need some kid with a little more oomph behind him. And this is where we meet Devin Sawa, a.k.a. Junior. Yeah. So yeah, he's throwing toilet paper rolls. Becky. Huh? <sighs> Becky looks longingly what? through the grocery. What? <laughs> what am I saying? I'm the S-Box. The S-Box doesn't like boys. Except for that one. Aww. So she's having all kinds of feelings. And, yeah. Uh, apparently not an uncommon thing with some girls. I remember I, I had an ex who said that she thought she was probably gay because she was not attracted to boys. And then she saw like, NFL offensive lineman, and it turns out she just really liked Husky Boys, which is why she ended up dating Damn, me. Okay. And, and, and like that, that lit the fuse on her on her sexuality. I was a lineman, no big uh, deal. There you go. Rough you tackle. Could, if you had shown up and taken her off my hands way sooner, it would have <laughs> done me a few favors. 
right. So wow. yes. So they have Junior. He's just moved. I, I really don't understand what's happening here if he just moved to town because we find out like his mom, his mom is the little girl from the beginning. But yes. And that's such a great scene. I love that scene so much because you get to see how much Rick uh, Moranis and his daughter are alike. Because oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're both hiding from their crush. Yeah, they both. I mean, what a cool thing to see, especially as a kid. Like they have, you know, you get to see like a dad falling in love and the kid falling in love. And like, you, like, you know, it's weird because normally it's like a parent's dead and like, or they're raised by an aunt, uncle and they're already married or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but like seeing that scene play out where the girl looks through the door, sees her crush, turns and goes, oh my God, I can't go in there. And then mm-hmm. seeing Rick Moranis do it, it was like, is genius. It was like, this so funny. Like, like this, the same house, you guys are looking in the same window and like reacting the same way. It's just brilliant. Yeah, anyway. You, you, you genetically really want to fuck that other family. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Um, so we go to uh the practice and uh, so yeah, we, we just see that real quick where Rick and she comes out and has a completely normal like the guy is like pushed up against the wall and she's like Danny, Danny O'Shea. Clearly, it seems like she's lived in this town forever. I don't know why they're just crossing paths now, but yeah, oh I'm just in this house. Um yeah, oh, and also you would think, <clears throat> does this kid go to Catholic school? Is does that why he doesn't know the other kids? I don't know. It, it yeah. ru- ruins the whole movie for me. It, it doesn't. It's yeah. just nitpicking. Yeah, just one line about, oh, the divorce. Um, you know what I mean? Like, or something. Could have changed all of that. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Who's he trying to hide from? Holding his breath. His daughter's standing behind a tree and then, like, poking out. And his truck's in the driveway. Mm-hmm. His very, like, ridiculously loud uh, truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right, so the next day at the pre- uh, junior agrees to join the team. The next day, Jake shows up completely wrapped in foam, saying his mom so said the funny. other pads weren't enough. Yet she still wants him to play football. Part of me is like, I think Jake's mother resents his existence. She's trying to get him low key murdered on the field so she can yeah. go out and like be single. Like she, she's she, trying, yeah. she's trying to be Casey Anthony with extra steps. Yes, she's little Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ooh, during this, this was actually really hot as a kid. Uh, Devin Sawa passes to, I'm going to go back and forth on Junior and Devin Sawa, passes the icebox and she gets all gooey that he compliments her. Uh, he tackles her and gives her a masculine pat on the butt, which she gets like a big ooh, smile about. She then tackles him and takes her sweet time climbing off. Mm. Yeah. Nothing like seeing two children on top of each other, huh? <laughs> I was roughly their age when I had these feelings. I am remembering. I'm remembering who I used to be. Yes. Uh, no, no I, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. As a kid, you're like, what is happening? Like, this is, mm-hmm. I feel funny. Like, yeah. yeah. What is that? Can, can girls lay on boys like that? That looks yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. And then that's, uh, that's the same scene where um, Ed O'Neill's in the woods, right? Or like across the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting to that. Um, okay. So uh, just real quick detail. Hayden can only catch paper towels. That's why they're uh, paper, uh, toilet, toilet paper, paper rolls. That's yeah. it. That's why there's so many notes because they do plant and pay off a lot of stuff in this movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, we see some of the parents. I love that the chubby kid's dad is Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. All yeah. time great. Uh, so, all right. So they find out that Junior is as good a player on their team. So they conspire to steal him. So Kevin O'Shea and the assistant coach are hanging out in the woods, looking through binoculars. Nerdy boy catches them spying and they call the cops on them as creeping on the kids in the bushes. And they say like, there's some creeps in the bushes in their underpants. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Moranis is pretending to be an old woman. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and then he holds purpose. the phone up to the little cowboy kid. <laughs> he gets the cowboy kid in on it. And he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, like Please. yeah, come, come quick. And then, uh, in what has to be the most memorable police scene I've ever seen in my life, we see those cops draw guns in the most choreographed way possible, mm-hmm. um, which watching back now is hilarious to me because um, they have like little reptile arms. And they're like, <laughs> like they, they do it to, like perfectly. They're, they're, yeah, they're scampering to him. They're in sync. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> Yeah, so th- this is a. Um, I want to talk about this, and then I want to jump back to the parents for a second of the okay. other kids. Uh, but so this scene is the best because they they get arrested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one little like a as a cinematographer note, um, when they're looking in like the close up of them looking through the binoculars, the grocery store is behind them, but when you see the cops uh, coming the grocery stores behind them and it's clearly oh! a different angle of the same shot like the, you know what i mean like yeah 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 so you gotta you gotta look that out it's like oh wow they just they literally just turn the camera like but it doesn't look like it lines up like eye line wise anyway mm-hmm. sorry that's nitpicky um Weird. yeah uh but so, also here's the crazy part about this scene that drove me nuts mm-hmm. um he gets arrested he goes home he uh, slams the paper down. Local hero arrested. Local hero arrested. The wife goes, oh, your lunch, oh, dangerous one. And he's like, haha, funny. Yesterday I go out the window. Today I get arrested. Like, what's next? Ugh. And I'm like, wait a minute. You were just arrested today? And yet? And yet? You, sir, are, are on the front of the paper? Of today's paper, mm. the day you were arrested. When does this paper come out? I paused it. It's not an evening edition. Mm. It says <laughs> it says it comes out daily. It even says daily on the paper. So that means somebody had a premonition that morning mm-hmm. and submitted the story at like four a.m. and they're like, "Trust me, you got to run this." Somebody's been waiting to take down Kevin O'Shea. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know what? That's what it could be. This whole movie is more like the town conspiring against Kevin O'Shea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the jerseys in time. Well, see, the, the fun thing, he makes, again, this is just a very interesting that they chose to address this. He even makes the point that uh, Danny was smart enough to call the state cops and not the local cops because they mm-hmm. wouldn't have arrested him because Kevin O'Shea is untouchable in this town, which is why he just got arrested for peeping on children. And nobody for a second thinks like, maybe he shouldn't be coaching the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's, uh, I mean, instead of O'Shea, he could have said Sandusky. 
That's right. It's, uh, they were just horsing around out there, you know, just <laughs> lot locker room stuff. Yeah. God. All right. Uh, the kids have a car wash to raise money. Devin Sawa and Becky flirt, but Kevin's daughter shows up in her cheerleader outfit and Becky gets jealous when Devin Sawa gives her attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. At home, we see Becky experimenting with lipstick and doing some cheers in the mirror. So that's going to happen there. Um, the old men call both brothers and say there's a giant new kid in town. So they both race there. Yeah. On a, real quick. Can I pause you here? Absolutely. And I'm sorry. It's your podcast. You can tell me to go to hell here. Right, um, the, I, I was going to say when they did the uh, little giants pep rally in his living room. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. The parents. Yeah. The So real quick. Cause we missed that. And the, uh, the going out the window scene, mm. um, the, the parents, uh, were so perfectly cast, uh, yeah, the, in the, the, scene. the parents are all dorks like, too. Like you said, Pee Wee's dad, uh, P- um, you know, Francis uh-huh. is the, the fat kid's dad, uh, hot hand, Hanan parents, like they're so excited for him. They have the video camera, um, the neglected kid, none of his parents show up, not even his mom. No, he had to take a he had to take um, a cab there. Yeah, yeah. yeah do you have cab money? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, and then like the other thing is like the uh, the cowboy is like shooting his guns, and then they just cut to a guy with like a bow tie, one of those like, uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, the tie? yeah. It's like, where did he come from? And nobody's like, hey man, look, you're in Urbania now. Like, what are you doing? Mm. Uh, and yeah, just like all the characters, you know, whatever the neighborhood friendly gas man. And like those guys, I don't get it. And they think about it. And it's just like, oh man, all the, yeah. It's oh just, yeah. Flatulent. It's just so enjoyable. <laughs> uh, then, so yeah. Oh yeah. No, what are you going to say? Oh no. Yeah. Just, the, yeah. Just, that's it. Yeah. No, the, the parent, the parents are used very sparingly, but very well. Yeah. Um, we see Tad's dad. Tad's dad's a bit of a softy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we meet Spike lugging a refrigerator on his back. Uh, the dad flat out says, "Like we moved to town because I have built this kid for Pee Wee football, and we want Kevin O'Shea to be his his coach." So yeah. da- Danny fakes being Kevin. Yeah, which uh, is weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, like, you, you think you would have gotten a look at him at some point if you're going to? That's move jail there. time. That's kidnapping because you're taking his kid under false pretenses. It is. Yes, exactly. Well, he just like I said, I was Coach O'Shea. I never said which like, O'Shea I was. Imagine you have a child. <clears throat> and you're like, hey, you're the babysitter? And they're like, yeah, I'm the babysitter. And you're like, all right, great, thank you. Take them to the zoo. And then they leave, and an hour later, somebody shows up like, sorry, I'm late, I was in traffic, I'm the babysitter. <laughs> That's terrifying. Well, he didn't say which babysitter, so I guess he kind of got <laughs> yeah. me. All's That's, fair. Yeah, okay. All's <laughs> fair in kidnapping and wordplay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, weird stuff here. He mentions his son... Uh, was pushing a football with his head at four months, did his first pull-up at 18 months. I've still never done a pull-up. Um, yeah. Every night before bed, he massages his hamstrings with evaporated milk. Red flag. Uh, that's, uh, that's just a, a caring father right there. A very caring father. <laughs> um, so, Maybe a little too caring. Yeah, it could be said. Could be said. Here, you know, we can actually show some of this. Uh, so Spike gets tricked into joining the little giants and uh he he speaks in the third person which you don't oh, yeah. know is he I've, dumb is he already brain damaged that's what i'm gonna say like i think like maybe a little less time massaging his 
thighs with yeah milk and uh and uh you know maybe a little bit more time with like just you know muzzy or like hooked yeah. on phonics or any of those programs at that time dad i can't read you can read a defense that's all you need to read <laughs> zone or man <laughs> so yeah let's, let's get a little clip of uh spike giving giving uh becky the business is spike mistaken aren't you a girl gee good eye spike don't play with girls she's pretty good spike, <laughs> spike don't care didn't you hear spike don't play with Look, you berserko Barbie doll. When you mess with Spike, you mess with death. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Try me. I will. Well, go. Right now. Spike's in hell. Spike <laughs> Spike's in peewee hell. Spike's pretty cool. I'm actually surprised that actor didn't really uh, do much after that. Have you looked him up? I didn't, actually. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, because you, you think of Spike. What do you think of when you think of Spike? Um, I I don't know honestly. Like he's a very intimidating like yes yeah a powerhouse. Uh huh. Look him up now. He hasn't grown since Spike. So that's the thing. He's not <clears throat> particularly tall here. No. All right, hold on. If I put Spike, little giants, I am. You just see him now. I I need a producer on this fucking podcast. I hate having to do all this. Okay, let's see. We're gonna find there he is. Wait, Spike, Sam Horrigan. Oh my God, he looks. Ex- Wait, that's not him. All right, well, hold on. Now that we have the name, that that is him though. But uh, uh not in that. Yeah, there you go. This is what I did. Oh wow, looks he nothing looks... like him, right? Yeah, he looks like somebody on The Bachelor who like gets like rejected, uh, or Bachelorette, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. he he looked pretty good with uh long hair. <clears throat> He was so that's the thing. Our it's a you see what it says. Our favorite jock from Brink. Brink. Remember what the is movie Brink? Brink, the rollerblading movie, the Disney movie. Oh, well, all right. I see some of the pads there. Now I I never had. Oh my god, fucking that one. He yeah. was on Beauty and the Geek. So he was on. Wait, Beauty and the Geek. I think that was a dating show, wasn't it? Was it? I I uh, American television series. Oh, okay, okay. It was uh, no American reality television series, the ultimate social experiment. Experiment follows a group of beauties who are and geeks. I do remember this where they have to work on it with like each other, but like, what was he doing there? All right. Oh, well, hold on. It's Getting paid. <laughs> yes, yes, he was in the geek, and you're online with a CW source. So is he like the host here? Might leak to us. But you <laughs> actually use a bunch of different tanning lotions or tanning sprays for your body. Now, is it is it like per body part, or how does one vary their tanning body spray lotion? I actually have two tanning lotions and one tanning spray. Oh my right. god! Um, they go all Which over one the goes place. Where? Or, yeah, or well, I mean, I use all three all over. Uh, you know. He's like Spike. Don't use tanning lotion. <laughs> Dude, I I just love the fact that he went from like exactly the type of kid i would hate as a, a as a kid only to become precisely the type of man i would hate <laughs> but like almost like a, a full like 180 of like the type of person yeah like, uh, oh, so, overly okay. masculine to like having a beauty regimen yeah and here he is chatting with a plain girl oh my oh no is there a scene like that 
I think that's what I would have liked to have had happen. I think a good question. Get Rebecca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nicely trimmed. Last episode, did Nicole double cross you to get Rebecca off, or what happened? Um, kind of left you know. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, uh, I I don't know. I could go down this side alley oh, for the We're rest just of the watch show. Episode. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, this isn't is... that fantastic or what? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I looked up like most of them, and I yeah, that was uh, that and the the poor kid who passed away uh, were the ones that resonated oh, with me. God. So much tragedy. We were actually trying to get on. We were considering doing Dennis the Menace as well this month. And we were trying to get on mm. Devin Ratray, who was not only in Dennis the Menace, but he was a buzz in Home Alone and messaged him as well. Never got back to me. I checked his Instagram yesterday. His fucking mother just died. Oh, this man. Bad timing across the board. Oh, dude, that's awful. Yeah. So Spike's dad shows up and takes the kid back. The team disintegrates. They all fight. Devin Sawa quits. The sissy <clears throat> kid kicks the fat kid. Feelings of inadequacy mount. They all leave. Um... Kevin finds Becky sad at the diner. He decides to exploit her being mad at her dad about Spike and her crush on Devin by convincing her to quit football and join the cheerleaders with the line, Uncle Kevin, do you think I'm pretty? No, I think you're beautiful. That manipulative piece of shit. That's, dude, that's, okay. So when I was a kid and I watched the scene, I'm like, oh, they're together. He's like, he cares about her. Mm -hmm. Watching it yesterday to prepare for the podcast, I'm like, he he's not thinking about her. He just wants to win the game. Right. He didn't, he don't care about her. I mean, if he cared about her, he would have picked her. Exactly. So, all right, we can get back to Becky and Devin, but first uh, some NFL players and John Madden pull over at the side of the road with a faulty bus. And we get to see, I feel like this was in no. all the, nope. No, not a faulty bus. They pull over to ask a kid riding his bike. That's right. For directions. directions. And I'm like, who pulls over to ask a, a, a tiny kid for directions? John Madden, I suppose. Yeah. And then he gets out and it's like a, a fun little thing he does <laughs> with the map. So and he makes it look like the play. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another thing that was in. Like, and I don't know where we are, kid. <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh, so the guys on the bus are John Madden, Emmett Smith, Bruce Smith, Tim Brown, and Steve Entman. Hilariously, none of them ever played for the Giants. Yeah, that Which is I funny. Uh, the nerdy kid shows John Madden a play he's working on called The Annexation of Puerto Rico, which is mentioned several times. Uh -huh. And we get this great scene. I'm not sure who this is. I think this is... Emmett uh, Smith? No, that's not Emmett Smith. Uh, all right. Well, let's just give this a minute then. Whoa. Intimidation. Whoa. Now, you just popped a football if you're only listening. You don't want to be intimidated. So let me see your game faces. <laughs> no, no. Come on, guys. You can do better than that. Let me see your game faces. I thought the football player's game face is not that great. Yeah, who flexes? He doesn't do much with his face. He just kind of flexes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scares him all away. Mm -hmm. Here, you know what, Jake? Since this is a video game, since this is a video podcast, give us your game face. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. I had no idea this was a video <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Um, I'm very comfortable, as you can tell, and I apologize. Um, okay. uh, yeah, the game face you're getting from me is like, <laughs> please, I don't have any money. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So this is the other scene I wanted to get to of uh, Becky and Devin Sawa ponder the meaning of making out. So, whoa, didn't mean to do any of that. Yeah, sitting on the creek, watching a couple make out. You know, as you do. We had real dramatic, like Kevin Costner did in Robin Hood, like this. No way. Hmm. In the movies, they do that chicken pecking mouth half open thing, like this. Baby. <laughs> no. Devin Sawa, very charismatic, even as a teenager. Yeah, they too charismatic. Mm-hmm. Use their tongues. Ew, that's disgusting. I know, spit swappers. Yeah, kind of like them. <laughs> Tonsil hawk. That is such a weird thing. So we're we're in a situation now in uh, in my extended family. He's, yeah. Where where we have a a younger boy who has had some troubles, and it's it's kind of unspoken, but we're all like. We've only got like three years until puberty kicks in because pu- puberty might make this child into a monster. But j- just to look at kids at a certain age and just think like a fucking bomb is going to drop on them any second. Like thinking of them here, like they kiss with their tongues. Ew, gross. And like literally three weeks from now, like fucking he'll be fucking the couch. Just just how quickly everything <laughs> in life changes. Yeah. 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 You're like. Well, uh, mom, where's the <laughs> never, where's the baby oil? <laughs> um, Jesse, why why is this towel so crunchy? Uh, <laughs> and it's also like a it, it's good acting work when she he goes they use their tongues and she goes oh that's gross but clearly you could see that like she doesn't look like, like yeah, yeah and anyway uh, consent is you have to get a yes or a no just to yes. clarify well i mean it, she's the one trying a little hard here as we're gonna yeah. say although well, become a teacher oh hold on. Th- th- this is a great line they give her hey we're gonna have to learn how to do it sooner or later i mean you know if you want to have kids to get a job and stuff <laughs> kids without kissing. i i love the line like you know well, you, if you don't make out you can't get a job yeah yeah it's true i mean that's what every boss told me so i mean and then he said, you can have kids without kissing, which is so funny and true. It's very uh, true. Yeah. Uh, but here we, we see the problem. Absolutely positively no way out of it, no matter what. Can't get out of it. Had to learn how to kiss. Well, then I, I think I want to learn with, let me guess, Debbie. I don't know. Mm-mm. But if not her, definitely another cheerleader type. Right? Maybe. I don't know. This is really weird. Hey, Junior. I bet if I was more like those cheerleaders, you'd want to learn with me. But you're not. You're different. You're cool. You're the icebox. I mean, come on. You're probably the only guy I've met that can beat up my dad. Funny line. Yeah. Anyways, I'll see you later. So... You want to talk a weird double whammy here. And this would not have come up if she had appeared <laughs> on the podcast. Just remembering her from this movie as just like a tomboyish young girl. Uh, when I, it was like a little, in the mid 2000s, she had like 
pretty much she do you remember the movie poison ivy no i don't remember that one so it was a series of films early 90s was originally alicia silverstone then uh Alyssa milano in the sequel that were like young girl seducing movies and it was like all of their first nude scenes so she is in this movie becky the icebox is in this movie poison ivy 4 she has a very hot nude scene which is very confusing because you know not only child star but like tomboy child star but who also has a nude scene in that is one of the girls from fucking degrassi okay so i never saw degrassi I, I really want to do some episodes on it because it is like it, it's just a good kid show but the simple fact that it's made by the Canadian government means uh, because it's government every episode needs to have a lesson so like if you drink a beer you're going to kill somebody driving home if you have sex you are going to get pregnant so like everything the melodrama is just pumped okay okay yeah uh, Ooh, Jake tell us about your first kiss Oh man, my first kiss. Insane. So there was a girl. I remember I told you I took karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in karate. I must have been in like fourth or fifth grade at the time. Uh-huh. And she, so every when you took karate class, the way it worked back then, but there was no there was no computer check-in. So like every class you had to go get your card and then like hand it in for attendance, right? Mm-hmm. So this girl uh, named April, um, <laughs> she took the card, and as I handed it to her, she looked at it, memorized my phone number, ooh, and then uh, like didn't talk to me at all during class. And uh, then the next morning, it was like Saturday morning. We have a we have a a, a message on our answering machine, and it's April inviting me to like come hang out and play with her. Ooh, okay. And I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of cool. And we did like, a, we, I was like, yeah, sweet. All right, yeah, whatever. And then like, just went over and hung out. You know, I wasn't trying to think of anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could tell like she kind of liked me, you know? And I, I don't really know what that's like even today. Still, <laughs> I married with a kid and another one on the way. Still don't know what it's like to have someone like me. Um, mm-hmm. No, it's, she, yeah, I'm in a very happy relationship. Um, but, I remember it was like that summer after we first started hanging out, like she had a pool and we would get in the pool all the time. And she's like, Oh, let's just like go under and see like how long we can hold our breaths. Blah, blah, blah. We would do that. And then at one point we, I go under and she just like comes up to me underwater and just like kisses me underwater. My first kiss was underwater. That man. is so beautifully cinematic. And, and it was like, like it's the thing is like we're so young but there was like a little bit of tongue in there you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was just like uh, what is happening like I, <laughs> I, I'm like i am she's leading i'm following mm-hmm. uh and yeah that's that kind of set my up yeah my whole life up after it's that like, i was just like it's wow. like it's like las vegas rules like no, nothing counts underwater baby that's just yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh god so i i don't remember my first like peck kiss i remember my first makeout kiss it yeah. was uh, with a girl who was not unlike Becky the Icebox named Ashley Welsh. Uh, this would be the beginning of several girls who would realize, oh, I think I'm just into girls after dating me. <laughs> Although this one was my first kiss and I was 13. Uh, a friend of mine really did me a solid at his birthday party and he fucking, they were playing seven minutes in heaven and he rigged the bowl for me. 
to go in with oh my God. this girl that I was sort of kind of seeing, you know, seeing in the middle school sense. Hold on, there's a bunch of jerk offs who uh, I hope none of whom are wearing helmets. I hope they're hopping on 95. <laughs> oh my God, there's like 50 of them. Oh, wow. Do you owe somebody money? I don't. <laughs> oh, fuck it. That's Louis the Greek down there. This is insane. This has not stopped yet. It's real. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So they rigged it. So me and like the girl I was dating in like the seventh grade sense got to go into the closet together and we start making out. However, what is this awesome moment? They also pulled the door open for the whole party to see. And because she had kind of like short hair, everybody instantly says, ew, it looks like two dudes making out. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. How'd that affect you? Uh, that one, not as badly, but I can give a worse one that happened. So yeah, go for it. I, and I'll share one with you afterwards. Yeah. So there were a bunch of, uh, there were a bunch of kids over like i think this is probably a little bit after that maybe the next year so like eighth grade they're all over my house in the basement my parents have an old jukebox and in the jukebox they have all these old singles one of which being i'll make love to you by boys to men nice so i figured like ah you know what this would be funny put on this hacky i cannot believe that these fucking animals still going by um you're like, oh, yeah, this would be funny. I'll make love to you by boys to men. I put it on, and then I enter the rest of the basement. Everybody has paired up and is making out, and there is nobody for oh me. Oh, my God. I was the odd man out in my own house. It's Are like, you serious? There were four boys and three girls. Get <laughs> like, Tri Triple kiss. Like the fire. It's like, hey, guys, isn't this funny? And it's like, oh, middle school makeup uh. <laughs> and i just had to like i could either just like ah this is kind of funny no i just trudged upstairs and i felt like that <laughs> that like, fucking hole in your heart feeling you're like right, guys i'm gonna go get some more uh, uh puffy cheese girls <laughs> <laughs> that was my mistake if this was a crunchy house they would have been all <laughs> <Yeah>. over me <laughs> all right what's your, what's your um, other one uh so okay so Kind of okay. I'm gonna tell you two, and they're quick. Okay. Um, so then, my first girlfriend. It was my birthday. <laughs> it was my birthday, and uh, <laughs> everyone went to the woods to make out uh, to play spin the bottle, mm -hmm. and I got to kiss my girlfriend for the first time. It was in fifth grade. This girl lived five houses down from the girl that I just told you about from karate, mm -hmm. um, and they were in different grades. Like the girl who was my girlfriend was in my grade the girl i kissed underwater she was like a grade or two above me okay and uh or just one grade above me and um so we kiss in the woods it's in fifth grade mm -hmm. and again my refinery town everyone's making up out having babies in sixth grade so I, like mm. i get this one kiss and i'm like all right we're, we're serious now like we're, we're a serious couple and like we never kiss again and we we dated to like the end of like the almost the end of sixth grade and uh i remember so 
Well, hey, man, you, you know, middle school, man, once once they get that commitment, those kisses dry up right away, man. Oh. <laughs> they, they know that's how they lure you in. Oh, you guys used to kiss, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to kiss before we, you know, were together. Yeah, yeah. we didn't even need a bottle. Um, <laughs> uh, and I remember, so, like, a year and a half goes by, and I'm like, dude, we haven't kissed in, like, forever. And I remember... We're just sitting in my room watching my tube television. And I can't even remember what the hell was on. It was something so weird and boring. Like it was something in black and white. Because I wanted something boring. I wanted it to be like, you know, oh, this is boring. Let's make out or something. Right. And I was like, kind of like trying to nudge into it. Like, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I want to do something. It's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, well, what? And I'm like, eh. And then I was like, all right. And I just go in and I give her a kiss. Uh, and then it's just met with like silence after like just the one kiss. I'm like, all right. So do you want to go home or what? <laughs> and uh, yeah, then we like knew that was that ran its course. Cut to seventh grade. Mm. There's this girl Sarah, uh, and we start dating. I this was like when Tommy Hilfiger was huge, right? Mm-hmm. So I had this like cool Tommy Hilfiger shirt. One Tommy Hilfiger shirt is a real one that I got for Christmas. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I got that, the gold chain mm-hmm. spraying on Tommy Hilfiger. I felt like I was like, I made it. I'm like, this is the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Girl's like, oh, we start dating. She's like, I want to, bo- I want to wear your shirt. So she would just like, she just borrowed my shirt and just would just like wear it. I'm like, okay, cool. Cut to her birthday. Uh, we're playing like seven minutes in heaven spin the bottle and then like go in the, the closet for seven minutes in heaven mm-hmm. the bottle lands on her and it's us everyone's like oh look the couple <laughs> blah, blah. we go into the closet they close the door and she's like no don't we're not we're not doing that i'm like oh okay so we just like stand there in the closet for seven minutes like not even like looking at each other i'm like aren't, aren't we dating like what's going on right now yeah. and like a day or two later she had her friend jamie call me to break up with me and I was like, dude, she still has my Tommy Hilfiger shirt. Yeah, I need that back. And I sent my sister over there to get it, and she got it. So, pretty awesome. Okay, one more, and then we have to get away from the heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, me, at, at middle school again, and this is with the girl who ended up uh, liking girls. So, me and my two best friends were dating these three girls in this group. Like, they're all friends. And while we're at lunch... The one girl, they're sitting at a different table. The one girl comes over with a note, basically like, Kyle, I'm breaking up with you. And he's all bummed out, like, oh, that sucks. And then comes over for my buddy Ryan, like, Amanda's breaking up with you. Like, oh, man, sucks to be you guys. Wow. And then the fucking third, like, (laughs) like, oh, you two losers. Oh, well, that sucks. Why is Ashley coming over here? And we got mass dump. Like, it it, it was, it was. (laughs) That's amazing. It was downsizing. We got we got laid off, all of us. That's fantastic. On the plus side, I will say this: the two girls who left me to become full time lesbians never, never saw another man again, as far as I know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the one who I had a girlfriend when I was fucking thirty, who pretty much told me at the six months, like, "Hey, remember I told you I was bisexual? I think I was half right," and. I saw on Facebook after she started dating another girl and literally like could have been my sister, like looked so much. Wow. Like me. So 
I was close. I was just missing some things. That's insane. <laughs> okay, so it's past midnight. Let's try knocking this out. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's okay. It's we're, we're having fun. Yeah, we are. All right, we see the kids getting ready the night before. The nerdy boy does a shirtless muscle pose war face. Hanan still can't catch. The Asian kid puts black under his eyes, but then keeps going until it's somewhere between juggalo and blackface. Uh, in fairness, that would definitely throw the other team off their game. Neglectful dad kid gets neglected by his dad. Fat kid parents tuck him in, though he's wearing cleats in bed. And the sissy kid does puss up, puss ups, pull ups. Well, <laughs> that's how you get ready for a game. Just puss ups. Oh, yeah. No hands. Um, okay. The game itself, the game takes place at Kevin O'Shea Park. The town is fucking obsessed with this guy. Is there, I almost kind of wonder, like, is there a terrible history in this town? Like, was there an infamous crime there or like a fucking clan chapter? Because they're really like tripling down on a football guy who didn't even go pro. Before that, it was Charles Manson Arena. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Manson Memorial Auditorium. Tex... (laughs) Tex Watson Memorial yeah, Cafeteria. That's why there's a cowboy in town. That's right. Uh, Becky the Icebox stops by in her cheerleader outfit and nothing makes sense anymore. All the kids are ready. Great line. They th- give out the uniforms and the sissy kid refers to them as death shrouds. Yes. It's great. Um, weird thing. Oh, the- on a, on, sorry. Go. And then they go, oh, what? Like they, our names are on them. And the kid Jake goes, that's so the more can identify <laughs> our bodies. So good. Um, <laughs> during the koi toss, the, the O'Shea's are squabbling and the mic picks up everything. They raise the stakes. Now they're putting their businesses up against each other, the gas station and the car dealership. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they, they do that. And also it's like the entire town just heard Kevin O'Shea talk to his brother that way. Yeah. And they still support this guy. It's yeah, terrible. Uh, so the kicker misses the ball, hits a kid in the balls. Um, yes. This we need a clip of because this is just fascinating to me. Spike makes a very unique threat. Not this one. All right, here it is. Hey, dog breath, because when I get finished with you, you're going to be farting out of your mouth and talking out of your butt. Is that physically possible? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the threat, like, you're going to be farting through your mouth and talking out of your butt. He hits the kid. Like, just seems like a weird fun line. They go, they almost score a touchdown. Yeah. They pay off the joke. They come to the kid laying there. Are you all right? I think so. <laughs> and literally talks out of his asshole. So funny. Genius. This- and like this because all the time in these movies when when you get to like the big game mm-hmm. it's all emotion and drama and they have like joke after joke after joke yep like we go right into it here Hanan, uh yeah. illegally i might add i don't like this i don't like that they have you know the one kid on the team uh who's a receiver who's not good with his hands nope then putting you know cheating yeah, cheating like some like some New England Patriots garbage having it right yep. here. He has all this goo on his hands. I think it's called grip goo, but everything gets messed up here where they're in the huddle. No problem. No problem. Ready? 
They clap to break. Oh, his hands are glued together. The folly of Hanan got exactly what he disturbed. They do a whole thing here. His hands are now glued to his chest. Yeah. And the ball hits him in the head. Hey, hot hands. You're the best player on our team. <laughs> Just gags, gags, gags. Yeah. I never understood, like, the extra pumps at the end there. Oh, I yeah. Was like, is he a frog? Like, what's going on? Like, is that his heartbeat, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Um, it is a good lesson, though. They're like, don't cheat because this is what's going to happen. Exactly. So it is halftime. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what this is here. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's halftime. They're doing horribly. They get a little pep talk in uh, the locker room in between. We get huge as they get their first possession. We get this great ebullient scene. Yeah, they're, they're feeling a little more full of themselves. It's such a funny they gained a yard. <laughs> Look at Jake's fucking dance. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's got moves, man. Yeah, Jake has some moves right there. Enough to it. I should try to get that kid on. That yeah. kid wouldn't have stood me up. Um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, they're stoked. Uh we see JR returns the ball. This team does not have special teams. I don't get it. Um yeah. They do uh, an intimidation thing where they put um, Alka-Seltzer in their mouths and they foam like, you know, rabid dogs. Uh, we see, okay, Tad gets, a, Tad gets a touchdown. His dad, also convinced he was a wuss, is ecstatic. His jersey says Rad Tad, which I'm all about. Um, <laughs> we, we see, they show a few shots of Becky at this point looking like she'd rather be on the field. So Yeah, we've seen everybody fail. Now we see them doing a little bit better. Um, let, let's do the sweet scene with, with neglected kid. Although this also is just great overall for what goes down. So yeah, the, the, the chubby kid is going to fart on them. That's part of the play. But you know what? It got the defense to scramble. It, it worked. I, I'm not going to say it didn't work. Oh, wait a sec. Oh, uh, this doesn't even fucking have the whole thing. I could have sworn it was, uh. That is so funny. Uh, okay, well, they don't have the scene I thought they did, but yeah, we we mentioned it. Uh, he runs, neglected kid runs to neglectful dad at the end. Yeah. And if only... I mean, the dad's just trying to provide for his family, right? Exactly, yeah. He, he you know... Says a guy with a lot of guilt for doing stand-up comedy at night. He's just trying to provide, you know... What if that's the thing the whole time is the dad he's he's putting on a suit and tie like I, I have to do my businessman set at the chuckle hut. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the comedy cabaret this weekend. <laughs> oh, I could I could see that character at the cabaret actually. <laughs> okay. Um. Da, 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 da. Oh God. Okay, so yeah, everybody changes up. Hanan gets his big catch. They kick the ball, and it actually goes places. 
and his big catch is like the football uh like yeah he he, he fantasizes it he just visualizes it turning into toilet paper um spike's dad tell him he has to take junior out of the game no matter what dirty late hit personal foul kevin to his credit tells the dad to knock it the fuck off so while he is hurt becky throws on her throws down her pom-poms puts on the football but she's uh the football uniform but still has the skirt hanging out yeah looking great okay so a minute left cowboys have possession rick moranis's girl comes down and gives him a hint kevin is almost certainly going to run the same big play he used to win the high school championship he so he lets the kids know they figure it out they block yep payoff mom wants them she does wait wait wait. no no no. that wasn't the mom that was junior's mom uh wait what really i think it was junior's mom yeah i don't think it was uh kevin's wife huh they they don't look different enough from each other that's that's a casting yeah yeah. they're both blonde ladies so the kids shop shift the line and they stop him just short of the touchdown so now the game is tied there's like 40 seconds left and the Giants have possession of the ball at the one-yard line. So here we have the final play of the game. So we get what's been hinted at this entire time, the annexation of Puerto Rico. You're mine, Tom Tom. Fucking spike. Everybody's going to stop and look at each other. So they drop the ball. They're faking handoff to handoff to handoff. Chubby Kid's just holding it. Helmet to helmet contact. Not good. <laughs> oh, I remember being that kid. Dude, still am. Yep. All right, so he laterals it back. I think uh, that junior that has it. Yeah. And of course, Jake has got the ball. He looks, yeah, he's so tiny. He's like a yep. beagle. Runs right into the post. And they win. Everyone's elated. Junior comes in and hugs him. Uh, Spike, actually, to his credit, all the Cowboys are pissed off. Spike's the only one like, nah, clap for him. Give him give him some credit. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. Spike knows sportsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fun fact. Apparently, this will be the thing that gets us pulled down. Uh... The Carolina Panthers tried this exact play like 10 years ago in the playoffs. No. This. All right. So you see, see, watch, see, they just drop it down there. They're going that way and they double around. Wow. So yeah, the annexation of Puerto Rico. It's, it's no Philly Philly, but it's, uh, it's up there. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rick Moranis, uh, the town is happy. Rick Moranis asks the girl to dinner and they kiss. 
Um, they do the post-game handshakes, and Kevin gives Rick shit, saying, don't be pissed if I wasn't hard on you when we were kids. You'd have no resilience, and you wouldn't have beaten me today. Rick doesn't rub it in. He just offers to merge the two teams. Kevin's the better coach, so they would be better with them. He just wanted the kids to be able to play. Uh, Rick says maybe he and Kevin can be co-head coaches. He threatens to enforce the I get your business thing, but Rick lets him slide on one condition. The water brother has to the water tower has to be changed to say home of the O'Shea brothers. And during the celebrations, Becky and Junior hold hands and jump up and down. And that's the end. I could have fucking sworn that he and Becky actually had the kiss in this movie, but they didn't. No, I, I don't remember that. I, I remember them actually, in my memory, they ended up at the the river again, watching the same couple who has not stopped making out, and they have their makeout session there. That's a dream you've had, man. This is <laughs> that's a that's a weird dream. <laughs> no, um, maybe it was edited out. I don't know. Maybe you saw the Snyder cut. I was gonna say, does doesn't everybody resolve like you know preteen love stories from movies in their head? I mean, that's you what I do think. in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Wow. I didn't realize he let the dealership thing go. Yeah, he, he just kind of lets it slide, even though... Just give me the, my name on the water tower. It's like, no, mm. dude, that's a good business. Yeah, it, it's like, also... It, it, I think he jokes with him like, uh, well, he... So Ed O'Neill gives him a joke like, hey, there's, uh, there's, I'll always have a spot for you at the pumps. And he does it like, oh, well, I'll always let you there. You have to work on commission, of course. But like, no, you were going to take my shitty little business. That's all I have. I am 100% taking your awesome car dealership business. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, that's like... For like one thing, like his job as as the tow truck business, uh, he's on call twenty four seven. Yeah. So the fact that he's able to make all this stuff happen for his kid is amazing, and all these kids that were rejected. So yeah, getting a car dealership where you have stability mm-hmm. and like overhead and like profit, mm-hmm. no brainer. And then you can like you know have people from the dealership working your tow business. It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, maybe, maybe the dumb maybe, decision. Maybe that's the dark side of all this. In that, like, oh, that's great. He's helping these kids out. Also, might be why his business is failing. He's just like stopping to like start up a fucking rogue Pee Wee Pop that's, Warner football team. That's where the neglected kid's dad is the whole time. He just has a bad car. <laughs> he's trying to get to these games mm-hmm. and he can't go because Rick Moranis is like off, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever. I'd be there for you, son, but you know that O'Shea guy. He just get yeah. he, he sold me a lemon. He can't fix the, <laughs> uh, the the one sold me a lemon, and the other one will not repair it. They're running a racket in this town. Yeah, man, they got this whole town under their thumb. But seriously, how do they talk the town and like, hey, you know, guys, really nice of you to put my name on the water tower. Uh, could you put make it the brothers? You know, that brother that has done nothing of consequence, like just. I lost yeah. a bet. You heard it. The microphone picked it up when we were yelling on the field. <laughs> the mayor is like, well, that's law here in Urbania. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, having rewatched it as an adult, any any different takes than the first time you watched it? I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, man, Ed O'Neill's character, like I said, um, as a kid, like I forgave him. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I don't forgive him, especially like it's one thing to treat your sibling terribly. It's another thing to treat their, your sibling's kid mm. terribly, which I felt mm. like he did. And like at times like was manipulative and, you know, 
So I, for that, um, I, th- I was actually very surprised at the amount of jokes and like how, how much it held up uh, yes. from that standpoint. The, you know, obviously we're in a different time now. So the whole tomboy thing and um, like that whole uh, going that route was kind of cringy, but um, it's, you know, whatever it's, there's a movie of that time. <laughs> I mean, another bad thing about him is like we have the scene where he's, uh, you know, trying to teach the kids how to tackle, and you know he has his his niece's picture drawn onto a couch cushion. Yes, and his wife moves out of the way the last second, and he falls through the window and hits his balls. And like, ah, isn't that funny? But like, if she didn't move, he would have trucked his wife out of that fucking window. He would have murdered his wife. It would have been the first 48 where they're like, we found her body. Yeah. It looks like she suffered a blunt force trauma and then drowned. Yes. Yeah, so she so. disappeared just like the other O'Shea brother's wife did. Those O'Shea is sure are Check good. the water tower. <laughs> Dude, let's, let's leave it right there. That's perfect. Jake Matera, uh, stand up guys podcast, a soft one coming out soon on helium records. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. This was great. Thanks for having me, Jesse. It was so much fun talking this with you. Awesome. I'm going to end this like I end every episode. I'm going to stop recording, but you and I can talk for a second. See you guys. Hope you enjoyed this one.